Welcome to Two Peas We Are, a podcast about growing, empowering, and inspiring teachers to create dynamic learning experiences for all students. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of Two Peas We Are podcast. I'm Heidi Adams. And I'm Jen Newbarth. And we are excited to have our next episode. We had to skip last week because we were quite busy, but, um, you know, we're back at it and we have a good episode for you today. Um, The end of the year is just so crazy. You know, it's May. The kids are running around like crazy. The funniest thing is at um, the, uh, the junior high that we're at. Um, the kids are filming projects everywhere. That's like the thing to do. But kind of an exciting thing is that we're piloting Wee Video. And it's just like a video editing tool, um, web-based. And it is really exciting. I figured out all the logistics of uploading and sharing and where to, you know, store clips and everything. And I just let the kids do the creative part. And they're, I mean, they learn that kind of stuff so fast. Um, It was so cute. This little kid turned around, looked up at me with this huge smile on his face, seventh grader. And he's like, I'm getting really good at Wii Video. And it was just like, oh, and you know that he's going to go home and keep doing that. And you know they wouldn't have done that with old-fashioned worksheets and boring learning. (laughs) And uh, Monday and Tuesday, I was able to go to Columbus, Ohio, for the ITIP um, Ohio Summit. And it was featuring the Google Edge. Google for Education, um, apps and things like that. My two favorite takeaways from the two days were, um, I went to one class that was increasing engagement with Google Keep. It was a one-to-one algebra classroom and there were five teachers from Dublin, how do I say this? Scioto? Scioto. Scioto High School. Um, <laughs> and they will correct us. And they will, <laughs> but that's okay. But they were fabulous teachers, and they were using Google Keep for their classroom. And it just the tidbits and nuggets that I took away from that, I was literally skipping and clicking my heels as I walked away from it. So that was exciting. And she was telling me all about it. And I said, teach me, teach me. I want to know. And I said, we're going to have to sit for a while because (laughs) there was so much stuff. But it was exciting, even though it was a math uh, focus, just the amount of things that I took away to think about with other classrooms as well. It could be used in, um, in any class. And then I attended Jake Miller's using Google Slides to create stop motion videos, which was great. I've already done a stop motion video, but I kind of wanted to get his extra tidbits. He had some great shortcuts and um, takeaways to make them quickly. And then he was just an enjoyable host. I enjoyed him. He made me chuckle a few times, so which isn't hard. And that and that's really cool because we're going to feature him a little bit later. And um, you actually got to see him, so. You got to meet him in person. And he was just a sugar bear, for sure. (laughs) It's like he's a celebrity. (laughs) It did feel like that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so on our show today, we, um, the last episode we did the four C's. Yay! And we kind of covered each, let's see if we can say I was going to say, and what are those four C's? what, What are they? They are communication. Collaboration. Critical thinking. And creativity. And so we're going to take one of them. We just, you know, we got to 
you know, using this with teachers and teachers using this with students. So we're like, let's really dive into one of them. So we're diving into collaboration. So we have the five W's of collaboration. Um, and we'll, you know, really kind of talk about um, not only like how to set things up, but maybe some kind of expectations that go along with them and some example lessons that um, will be good to use in the classroom. I'm thinking about the why. Why do we want students collaborating? Yeah, that's a good thing. All right, let's get started. Okay, ready for rocking it out? where we spotlight a lesson or an idea. Um, and today we're kind of highlighting something from our Lakota Ed Chat last week, so it was a week and a half ago. Um, we have two colleagues, Kelly Scarborough and Aaron Rossner, who um, led the Ed Chat on school connectedness. So they talked about, or the questions and the discussion, the conversation was about keeping balance, um, connecting with people, keeping those personal relationships that are so important to the mental health of the kids, the mental health of the teachers, just kind of all about like taking care of yourself and, and remembering that we're human. So um, if you want to kind of check out some of that conversation, they were really good questions and really good conversation. Um, just go to Twitter, hashtag Lakota Ed Chat. Um, and it happened on May 9th. So you can kind of scroll back through and find some of that conversation. Yeah, and as we were uh, talking about that, I thought about um, one of the teachers that I follow on Instagram, and I actually found him. He was on Ellen DeGeneres once. He was the teacher that gets his kids lined up by going, <laughs> so I absolutely adore him. His name is Joe Dumb Dumbrowski. But I highly he recommend that you start lining your kids up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he goes by Mr. D. And he wrote on, and he's so, uh, I just love him. He cracks me up, and his um, little insights are so cute, and I just, I adore him. But um, he just posted on Instagram uh, just kind of a little encouragement, and I thought as we were talking about the um, Ed Chat, um, I thought I would share the post that he posted. He said, as we move into the last few weeks of school, please remember relationships first. Trust me, I get it. We are all bogged down with testing, performance evals, and report cards. Keep in mind, you cannot assess the brain without first passing through the heart. Be well, teacher friends. Just an amazing little snippet to think about when you're dealing with um, children and your students and even adults in our relationships. So if you want to follow him, he's on Twitter at Mr. D times three. And we'll have to talk to Kelly and Aaron and make sure they're following him, too. Cuckoo! Cuckoo! Okay, <laughs> big topic of the day. We're going to be talking about the what, which is digital collaboration. Uh, multiple people working in the same document at the same time. We can do this in Office 365. Yes. We can do it in G Suite. Yes, we can. G Suite makes it seamless. Um, so obviously you can tell where my heart lies. But <laughs> Office 365 also does it. Um, so as we think about our what, it's more about the why. We don't want to think about, okay, we want to get our kids collaborating if it doesn't fit in our why. So we always want to start with our why. Why are we doing something? 
if we are interested in having our students working together in a world a real world situation, <laughs> obviously in our situations, we're constantly collaborating together. Heidi and I work together in, I, I can't think of something that we don't do when we don't collaborate. Uh-huh. I at least tap into her brain for some information or some ideas and things like that. So it's great to start teaching our students working together because it is such a valuable um, tool. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> and such a valuable skill. It, was <laughs> that was the was say. that the word I was looking for? Yes, that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> we also want to teach our students the importance of working together and communicating to accomplish a goal. If it weren't for um, the team that I work on and the team that Heidi works on, there's so many things that would not get accomplished without that communication and um, that unified goal that we all have. Yes. So very and, important to teach students those skills. Yeah. And like, I mean, going back to kind of district-wide, it's so important to have a vision and something common to work toward. Amen. And then that goes to the, you know, to the classroom. So you have the vision, you have the learning target, the goal that you're, that the kids are supposed to learn. So always start with your um, learning objective. Absolutely. All right. And, oh, oh wait, oh. we still have one more. <laughs> Simmer down, Cecilia. One more little nugget. We also want to teach our students to discuss their ideas, create plans, execute so that everyone has a part. So again, getting kids together, collaborating, being able to talk together and um, achieve a goal that they've set. Yeah. So. Very important. And kind of going along with that, um, just a place to where they can um, kind of house all of their work. So if they're doing creative work or organization work, um, you know, G Suite has folders and documents and all that kind of stuff, but it gives, it gives them a great space to do that. Um, so we're on to, what did we do? We did the what and the why. So now we're on to the who. Who, 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 who are you? Who, 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 who. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I knew that was coming. Um, so the who is um, obviously the students and the teachers. I mean, it can be students collaborating with students, teachers collaborating with teachers, Absolutely. kids and teachers collaborating together on different projects, or even, like I said earlier, teachers kind of organize, having places, folders to organize, kids putting their work in there. So um, that's uh, the, the goal of the who. Um, always when you're doing, when you're starting to um, work on collaborative documents or collaborative projects, try to think and start small. Mm-hmm. Start with maybe partners, just Absolutely. you know, one, two kids together or small groups, several kids together. Um, and you can kind of, you can facilitate that in a couple different ways. You can start documents and then share them with the kids or the kids can sh- start them depending on their age um, and then share them with each other. So always start small. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about digital citizenship and, you know, setting expectations about being collaborative. Um, but it, it does help for them to get, at least get used to that, how it works, um, before you kind of set them loose um, and, and work a little bit bigger on that. And then the next W, there are actually two Ws in one. It's the when and the where. Um, so the when and the where for collaboration, um, you've got synchronous collaboration, which means 
everybody's working, you know, probably in class at the same time. Um, it's so powerful. I mean, everybody's done that. Everybody's been on a Google Doc where you see like either the little animals or the little initials pop up at the top. And then you see all the little cursors everywhere. And you have to either hurry up and get your cursor somewhere and yeah. type your name or you see where someone's typing and then you pick a different box or whatever. So, um, I mean, it's just like, I think it kind of like m makes people think, okay, Somebody's already there, then I'm going to, you know, put my cursor down here. Oh, somebody already got it. Yep. I'm going to make a new one. So it's just kind of like problem solving on the go. Um, and then you've got asynchronous collaboration. <laughs> and I, I gave this piece to Heidi <laughs> because I can't say either of those words very well. And asynchronous just means that kids can all access whatever it is, document folder. Um, and usually, you know, if they're working on a project or something, but they're not all on there at the same time. So it might be somebody at home, you know, putting a media clip in a folder or working on part of a document. And then there's another kid, you know, at school or later, you know, the next morning or something like that. So um, synchronous and asynchronous just basically means kind of time and place. Nice. So how do we get this started? Uh, as everything goes in a classroom, it starts with classroom management. Yep. So um, at the beginning of the year, you start to implement these things very small and then continue to teach, reteach, reiterate all throughout the year. So take the time to really think through your lesson. Thoughtful planning is so important when you're thinking about any digital piece of your lesson. So always thinking about what is your why, yep. what do you want your students to do, and then start thinking about what would the classroom management piece look like. So starting day one, not the first day that you want to do an activity, but starting to think about what can I do? What little activities can we do to get them ready? So if you want to do a collaborative uh, document, have them start talking about their favorite candy or yep. um, what their favorite pets are or something like that. Starting small and getting them used to the tool. Um, it's always a good idea to let kids get used to the tool. I just said that. <laughs> so that they can get their Googlies it's out. Really, really good it's idea. really important. You have no idea. Having come from the LM Tech uh, world, it is because if you try to do the activity the first time, you will cry yeah <laughs> so uh you want to get all those googlies out um start with partner collaborations i speak from experience because um i did a pd recently with teachers ah. and i had a collaborative slide deck and within five seconds somebody had deleted all seven slides to my slide deck so if you're going to do some kind of a collaborative activity start with partners have one student um, share it with another student so that they can kind of get the hang of it. It's also good to have scavenger hunts and task cards uh, to get kids started. And we're not just talking about collaborative, just in technology in general, right. to learn about um, the different tools that are needed, what they can do with it. And it's a, another good way to get the Googlies out. Yes. So uh, Google Slide task cards are in the show notes at 2pswegar.com, episode 7. This goes back to the basic classroom management. I cannot emphasize enough of just thinking about how would this look in your classroom and kind of visualizing it before it happens. If something happens, what are you going to do about it? If 
a kid does this, what would the repercussions be? So how would you handle kids not working well together on a group poster? If a student wrote something inappropriate, how would you handle it? Think worst case scenario. And it will happen. And it will. <laughs> Trust me, I'm dealing with it today. So think worst case scenario. Scenario. What would be your reaction and your consequence? Apply that reasoning to other situations. Just classroom management 101 yeah, basic. is Go back just to the what it is. Go back to the basic. And it will be frustrating at times, but you have to just reevaluate and work through it. It is no different than a new activity in your classroom. Sometimes they work, sometimes they're frustrating, but we sit back, we do some reflection and try it again because we are doing it to improve the why, which is for the students. Don't be afraid of putting kids on an individual dock if they can't handle it. If they're working together with something and or with another student and they're being inappropriate or they keep taking the cursor away from them mm -hmm. and writing in their space, then they have a consequence. They have to go sit by themselves and work on their document by themselves for a time period or for the class period and then they can try it again. And that actually happened in the project where I was this week. We had two co-editors in WeVideo, and one of them just could not handle it and kept hogging <laughs> the editing and, you know, whatnot. So the teacher just, you know, removed his editing rights. And, um, you know, he was upset about it, but yeah. maybe he'll, maybe for next time, he'll exactly. think, hmm, maybe I shouldn't act like that. And you're the teacher. You have expectations. These expectations are implemented, and you stick to them, and they could change with the tool, but... You have expectations, and those expectations need to be communicated when you start something. Yeah. I expect. I expect you to be respectful to each other and to each other's work. I expect you to demonstrate on-task behavior, following directions at hand. I expect you to be appropriate, yep. Miss Adams. <laughs> I expect Always. you to show integrity as you work together, showing pride in your work. So just setting up those expectations and holding the students to those expectations and having follow through. And there is the notorious think poster before you mm -hmm. post or before you go on Facebook or text or think and which is the T is, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? I had that in my classroom and would often point to it as a way of having students think and I would like to share it with some adults as well. <laughs> Thinking before you post. Yeah, and I like those five. I mean, each one of those is, it's not all about, you know, exactly doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but I mean, is it inspiring? Is it helpful? So all those things are important too. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right, so now we have done the five W's, so now we have to get to the hows. So we have the house. How do we get here? How? So we have, um, we're going to go through kind of an, a, an example of how you would get to the point of getting um, the collaborative document kind of off the ground with a, with a real world example, uplifting. uplifting. Um, so our example is um, just using a collaborative slide deck, one of our favorite Favorites. tools, Google Slides. Love it. And it's funny, I was just talking to a teacher the other day, and I was talking to her about Google Slides. And if you have not been in the G Suite tools, you don't, like, you don't see their, the possibilities yeah. until you're, like, really in there using it. And I said, I said, you kind of have to start thinking about Google Slides as not just, like, standing there with this is slide number one, yeah. and this is blah, 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 and this is slide number two. And it was funny because she's like, 
I don't, I can't think that yet. So I think, you know, we just have to start using them um, for all of the great things that um, you can do with them. So this is about a collaborative slide deck uh, where the teacher creates it and creates um, pre, like puts in the slides ahead of time. Um, you can put in whether you have like topics. The example that we'll have on the show notes is as if you're doing a biome presentation. Presentation. So I've got um, instructions on the first slide, and then each of the other slides are desert, taiga, tundra, etc. So, in, I mean, taiga is yes. that how you say that? Yes, it is. I always said tiaga. Oh well, taiga. Maybe we need to look that up. Wow. <laughs> no, I trust you. You're a science teacher. <laughs> Actually, you're the language arts teacher, so we do need to look that up. Someone needs to look that up for us. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so a couple of the things you can do with that slide deck. I, I, the example that I put on the show notes, um, I left the slides as their normal um, dimensions. Mm -hmm. But you can always go into File, Page Setup, and change the dimensions. Now, remember when you change the dimensions, it changes for all the slides. Um, but, you know, if you're just, if you want to get away from that kind of like, that uh, traditional looking slide mm -hmm. and maybe change maybe change the, the view of it might make the kids think about it a little bit differently. Or maybe think of not a slide deck presentation, kind of get kids away from like a PowerPoint right. idea, change it into an eight and a half by 11 mm -hmm. and they could make an infographic book or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yep. Um, and the in the first, like I said, in the first slide, I've got directions and guidelines and you know what I want the kids to do put the topics on the slides, or if you switched it up and had one main topic, you could have the names of the kids on the slides ahead of time. Mm, nice um, idea. Or you could create a bunch of slides and you could have the kids claim a slide. So as soon as you share it, you know, they go in, they put their name on it. Um, or I like Jen's idea of mm -hmm. letting them pick their background color. So that's the first thing they do, go in, right click, change your background color, yeah. make sure they do not click add to theme or change theme, otherwise the entire thing changes, which happens. Um, or they can always write their name in the speaker notes. So there's a whole bunch of different ways. I like this one, don't forget that one. Oh, which one? Oh, Con yeah. Consider assigning students a slide number to use all year round. So I always had like my entire roster, yeah. they would have their numbers which were their kind of, what's it, I used to put on their the mailboxes. Right, yeah. So number one, number two, number three. So you could have, instead of starting your roster with number one, if your number one is always your title slide, and your start with number two, and then whoever has number two or number three or number four, that is their slide every time you For do the, a collaborative slide. I though. love that idea. I do too. Oh. I got it from Jimmy Matt Miller. <laughs> it's an awesome idea. And then you never, then you don't have to worry about every single time. Okay, this is where you're going to put your name on it yeah. and whatever. So everybody knows their slide number. Um, so then when you've got your slide deck set up and you've got the expectations of how you want the kids to claim their slide or where they're going to put their information, um, you can get up, go up to the blue share button. And we'll say blue for now. And um, because they just changed in um, Google Drive, they just changed the new button and it's no longer blue. But right now the share button is still blue. So still blue. we'll say blue for now. It still says share. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to the share button wherever it might be in the future. Um, and you have three choices there. You can either change it to edit or comment. I think it's can edit, can comment, or can view. Yep. And for this, obviously, since we're collaborating, we're changing it to edit, can edit. And again, like you, the teacher, you're changing this for everyone for the link. Um, now, don't forget that when you are sharing, you can either 
share the link to your slide deck through a link and you know paste it on your LMS or something like that. Um, or you can share it like by typing in the kids' names. So the difference between these is if you share a link, um, there's not really like an identification of who's typing what. There's less of a, an accountability. Um, and then if you actually like type in their names and then you know hit the share and it shows up and they're shared with me, then every time they type something, you can see literally with their initials or whatever it is, however it notifies, um, like who's typing what, and it shows up um, better in the version history. So um, just a couple of different ways to share there. Um, and then students can kind of get on either with the link or going to their shared with me based on teacher's direction and whatever you're having them do. And of course, slides is amazing because slides are amazing. Mm -hmm. Slides is amazing. Slide, Google Slides are slides. amazing. Yes, because Girl. they can put text in there, images, videos, shapes, graphics. I mean, they can do so many things and um, be as creative. And they're so much more creative than, than teachers Absolutely. think they can be. So, um, oh, a really oh. cool trick that we'll yeah. be featuring a little bit later, more in depth, is um, something when you're collaborating together in documents is you can do the undo, control Z, and um, it, uh, it only undoes the very undoes. <laughs> fixes takes off the very last thing that you have done yourself so like if you type something and you want it to go away you can do control z you will not undo something that someone else does um, another thing that jen mentioned earlier about a whole slide deck disappearing <laughs> is that you can go into um, version history yep. and you can restore it from you know whatever version it was previously you can either go to file version history or you can click at the very top you know how it always like says saving. all cha changes saved in drive or something like that so once it stops saving and you can see the little words up there click on those words and it brings up the little version history on the right and then you can kind of go back and find the one you want and restore it from there. Yep, I had that happen in class. I had a teacher call me and say one of the slides disappeared and she didn't know what happened. So I was able to go into the history, take it back to a few minutes beforehand, and then it was back. So it was a quick fix and um, made her very, very happy. I love technology. Yes. <laughs> so some activity ideas. Thinking about collaboration, anytime that we put kids together to work together, um, you can use technology. So recently, Heidi and I both did a collaborative slide deck in a professional development, and we had um, kind of a jigsaw activity where everybody in certain groups read a different article. And then they, those people who read that article got together and they created a slide based on that article. So it's a nice way for note taking for a jigsaw activity. And then you have an entire presentation that you can kind of talk about all those different activities in a visual way. And it, it's also a great kind of storage of the notes from that yeah. day. So like if you were doing that in a classroom, you've got a whole slide deck full of like the contributions from the whole class. You can change it back to view only, post it on your LMS, and there they've got to, you know, they can see that work forever yeah. <laughs> as long as they have access to it. And then they could add their notes in the little notes mm -hmm. section at the bottom. Yeah. And there will be an example screencast in the show notes at 2pswear.com, episode 7 of that, that activity. The biome activity. Oh, the biome that activity. Kind of yep. Nice. Um, also, simple questions and prompts. Kids can answer the questions, be creative, use text and picture. 
design ads and billboards. So thinking about two students working together on one project of one ad or one billboard mm-hmm. that they're kind of collaborating on. Used for graphic organizers. And the ads and billboards thing, and that kind of goes back to the teacher that was talking about, like, you know, how, I, how she needs to see slides to be more than just, like, a presentation. Mm. And um, it's, I think it's so powerful to have some examples, and we've kind of gathered up some templates and examples yeah. that we can show teachers that, that are, I mean, it's like a poster or an infographic. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what you can I do. I had a student, or I had a, a class of students. A class of students. A class. Anyways, I had a class of fish. That we yeah no it's a school of fish. fish. I that's a great band from the nineties if you haven't heard of them. Um, But I had a class that we did infographics and um, it was in a health class Mm -hmm. and it was slides is a great way to we changed the dimensions to an I think we did it at eleven by fourteen so it made it bigger and then they were able to add all of those different elements to it and on a very easy um trajectory (laughs) (laughs) all right so to kind of wrap up our um five was it five w's the five w's and the hows of collaboration um not only and we kind of talked through like the sharing of the collaborating on a document or a slide deck but um i just finished we just finished a project uh, where I was supporting a teacher, and it was about that Wii video, and she actually started folders that were shared with the editors of each group, and that's how they kind of submitted their final um, video. And then within the groups, the kids set up shared folders where they kind of dumped all their clips and all their media and their photos and their pictures and their all the kind all of it. So it it was just a kind of a multi-tiered yeah. collaboration project all around. And in the iTip. Um uh, summit that I went to, the math teachers shared, they did a Google folder shared to everybody in their classroom, and then they would put their different activities in that folder and then mm-hmm. post the link to the LMS. So they'd click the link, then they'd be able to file, make a copy, and be able to put it into their keep in Google. So it was kind of a cool way of disseminating the information to students. Yep. All right. Okay, this is these are the little things that make a big difference. This this is, this part of it. This, Heidi taught me this life changing. Oh, did I teach you this? You teach me everything. Oh, <laughs> uh, this was one of those things that this was one of those little shortcuts that I knew from a long time ago, back when you old <laughs> back when there were no computers. <laughs> Control. You made up Control Z, didn't you? <laughs> it's like it's just like Al Gore. I invented the internet, right? <laughs> so our our quick tip and shortcut to make your life a little less crazy is oh. Control Z, oh. or if you're a Mac user, Command Z. Um, and it is just undo. And if you don't know about this yet, oh my gosh, it it is funny when you do teach teachers this. Yeah, and you're like, wait, stop. Yeah, and so if you make a mistake and like you delete a whole page of information or whatever, and it works in most programs, you know, Canvas pages, Google Docs, Slides, Mm -hmm. other applications. Um, I have deleted an entire page in Canvas before. Um, You have had a teacher where her. I had a friend who's a teacher, (laughs) 
And she calls me in a panic because she had just done her PD. And she has this awesomely wonderful brown lab, some rescue awesome dog with a big old paw. And he wanted her attention, so he slapped her knee, which had her computer, and he deleted the entire PD. (laughs) So she calls me in a panic to tell me what Jackson had done. And I said, well, control Z. And she's like, well, what's control Z? I'm like, it's undo. Well... She had redone the PD by the time she called me. So oh, she was like, now you tell me. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she uses Control Z now. So it only undoes the very last keystroke or, you know, a thing that you just did. So if yep. you just deleted something, don't type anything else. Don't hit another key. Do Control Z or Command Z, and it will just undo everything that you just did. It actually is very nice in... Um, media programs like Audacity and yes. Wee Video and Movie Maker and things like that, um, because you sometimes you cut out clips and you play it and you're like, oh wait, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So you can Control Z and um, it fixes it. It's lovely, and you can actually Control Z a few times. You can go Control Z, Control Z, yeah, Control you can Z, like do Control several, Z. several things. Now it only goes, it only goes back so far, but you can try sometimes. Sometimes it works. So. Yeah. That is our little tip. and It is, the, it is wonderful. Yeah, try wonderful. it. Wonderful. <laughs> try it. You'll like it. Okay. Who do we connect, curate, and collaborate with? Uh, this week, we're going to talk about Jake Miller, who I got to see at ITIP this past week. And he can be found at Jake Miller Tech on Twitter. Again, that's at Jake Miller Tech. His website is jakemiller.net. And he is great to follow on Twitter because he makes GIFs of PDs. So he does quick little GIFs of things that you can do in Google. And they are very easy, very quick. And you're like, oh, I did not know that. That was pretty cool. And then you run to your computer and you try it. <laughs> so he is a very good, and, and he is an Ohioan, yes, isn't he? he is. He, he lives, lives in Kent. Kent. Ohio, where my daughter goes to school. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she won't listen to this episode, so she won't ever know that I talked about ever. it. Ever. <laughs> but a great follow. So again, yeah. at Jake Miller Tech. And I love um, his little GIFs. You know, the nature of GIFs is that they loop and repeat. And he did one recently. I don't remember which one it was. I must have watched it about 30 times. And finally, I tried to like, I think you, I can't remember if you can pause them or not, but I couldn't figure out this one little part that he did. So I uh, messaged her, you know, I put a response to his tweet on Twitter and he answered me back. Oh, he is kind of fresh. I know. It was really nice. (laughs) All right. Okay, so our final segment is Make It Happen, Um, and this is just your challenge for the week, and it will be a challenge because it is is May, and it's 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 a challenge all around it's it's hard to finish although if you're on the east coast you have plenty of time so because they go to school till the end of june but maybe that's not such a good thing so um your challenge is your charge is to try a collaborative doc so if you um are still teaching and you still have those kids try try something small have them start a document share it with each other or have some small groups um share make sure that you're doing some expectations at the beginning they do get a little 
squirrely at the end of the year um, and um, and see how it works and if you you know you're not ready to start with kids right away then start a document and collaborate with a teacher yeah so start planning over the summer everybody does um, getting ready for next year and you'll just see you'll you'll uh, see the power and you won't ever go back absolutely and then give us your feedback we want to hear from you again we can be found on Twitter at two peas we are and on the web at twopeaswear.com. And I can be found at Jen Newbarth. And I can be found at Digi Adams, D-I-G-I-A-D-A-M-S. Yes. And call out to us. We want to hear from you. <laughs> we want to hear what you're doing, what kind of things are going on in your classroom, the good, the bad, the ugly, the and, hairy. And we've the been exploring. <laughs> we've been exploring the um, Anchor app a little bit, and you can yeah. actually leave us a little voice message. Heidi left a message. I did. The other day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, we got a message. I'm like, oh, it's you. It's just me. <laughs> so if you're on the Anchor app, you can go, like, if you search for our episode or our podcast, um, there's a little button right next to our picture that says, leave them a voicemail. So we'll give a prize to the first person that doesn't include us <laughs> that leaves us a voicemail. Yeah. I have to think of a really good prize to give them. We're good at swag. Yeah. <laughs> and this is our episode, our last episode for season one. So season our one. season one is wrapping up. Stay tuned in the fall for season two. And we, and have, we have a project planned for our season two kickoff. So yes, we do. Stay tuned. Thanks for right. hanging with us this Bye. season. Have a great summer. Bye. <laughs> Just listen to Two Peas We Are podcast. You can find us at twopeaswear.com or on Twitter at Two Peas We Are. Shout out to us, share, give feedback, or just ask us a question. We are all in this together. <laughs>